You are listening to Around Little Tales Podcast. Welcome to episode 4 of Round Leather Tales Pod. And um, in honor of um, Black uh, History Month, which is this month, uh, Church and I are going to be talking about um, tackling racism in football. We're going to be talking about some issues that have come up uh, in this um, um, era of the COVID 19 pandemic. I'm going to be discussing them in depth and uh, fleshing them out a bit. So, please stay tuned and enjoy. Okay, um, well, welcome, uh, Mr. George, to episode four of uh, the Round Letter Tales pod. And, um, and as we discussed uh, earlier, um, this particular show is going to be about um, racism in football, um, the progress being made in kicking it out, especially in this um, COVID-19 pandemic era, because uh, <laughs> a lot of things that are different. So it's really hard to tell if the fight against racism is actually improving when you consider that uh, fans are no longer allowed in the grounds and most yeah. of the time the fans are like certain fans are like the proponents of racism especially when you think of places like um Syria and um some other leagues so um uh, the first uh, talking point i was considering although this one goes goes back a bit but it was um when uh, Man City played Burnley last season at uh, the Etihad, and <laughs> some so-called Burnley fans, they, they flew a plane over the Etihad with the banner that "White Lives Matter." Especially that was uh, especially when uh, the Premier League was actually they had initiated the uh, taking the knee movement and all that. So <laughs> it was a really strange time, like. <laughs> Bonly were quick to uh, deny knowing whoever flew the plane and everything, but it was a real setback. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that um, occurrence? Yeah, so you know that um, this whole pandemic, in a way, in terms of taking in costs and uh, other uh, in terms of Mm. So, um, but I think that this um, period, this period, 
actually quite hard to know or like to measure whatever progress that made like, um, it has, like whether they have actually been progress when there are no fans in the ground <laughs> because why why you consider the league like syria where players black players play next to you know monkey chants everywhere some offensive statements and everything for offensive chants from the fans you you can't really tell now because it's empty grounds and you you won't yeah. be able to pick out the spider like making the noise. Yeah, but I know the funny thing is um I want to use this pandemic to look at me if there's a response. Because one is in such a way that I'm going to off balance with the crowd, but in such a way that um the downside of having them there, which is the chance, the distractions, you know, exactly um, something exactly something that is example telling you. Telling you the fans and the industry don't never happen. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the fact that fans are not there, the regulars, the good cops, I'm sure that as much as the product to balance the system, that's in a case for the fans, I'm sure that that is no one is there to and I hope that when we actually actually come back and then it's proper for us to get to make the world in some experience just from coming down to show and training. Yeah. Yeah. So, you don't want anyone that will make you need that joint and passion to have Yeah, well, <laughs> because uh, there was even a particular uh, scenario. I think that was a- earlier um, this season. Um, former uh, Tottenham striker Ferdinand, who is a, a director at the Queen's Park Rangers, uh, he informed while um, the, the whole procedure of um, players, uh, everyone taking a knee before each game, while the procedure was Actually, it had already gone a few months in, and everybody was getting used to it. He called for his players not to take a knee in a particular game. I think earlier in the season, and his explanation behind it was uh, the, the taking a knee thing was uh, like it was cosmetic, like it wasn't really touching the ridge. So he said until he starts seeing uh, things change systematically when it comes to racism that. Uh, the, his players won't take the knee. So, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, uh, um, he, he was started speaking from an executive point of view. Yes. Yes, the fans are not going to say those nasty words that he said. But regardless, they will be the physical and the dangerous. Mm. Yeah, so, he's having no something that we don't know. Or, which is why he's saying. Yes, I've experienced it. Yes, I've experienced it. Yes, I've
And uh, from what you said, that's, that's like a perfect uh, way to set you into uh, congratulating you and um, your brother, Tolu Rasadari, for his move to Bundesliga with um, FC Cologne. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so for those listening, uh, Tolu Rasadari is now in the Bundesliga and we look forward to seeing him bagging some goals and... Uh, Making Nigeria proud. Um, and that that brings me straight into uh, let, let's look at it from like a Nigerian footballer aspect because I um, I interviewed um, a, a young footballer in the Austrian second division um, not not so long ago about his uh, time uh, in the in, in Estonia. Uh, that was where he started his. Uh, European career, so uh, for for like um, a, a football website for um, Wale Ali Musa. Uh, yeah, yeah. So from from his time there, he 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 said he noticed some hints of subtle racism in, in like everyday life while there, even on against players. But he he's a, he's a, he's a, he's for a young guy, he has. A, a mature head on his shoulders, and he say he just brushes it off and just focuses on the football. So, um, do you have, as um, Tolu actually has he hinted at anything like that in his time in Europe? Has he has any such thing occurred? Okay. okay. Actually, uh, quite quite admirable. Anyway, yes, because most of the times the best advice is even whatever it is, you just shut it out and focus on uh, why you're there. Um, even some of the some of the best even some of the best black footballers have even at a young age they've gone through things like that. I, I remember reading about them. Uh, Liverpool striker Divokorigi, even at, at 12, 12 years old, it, uh, another 12 game, he he was he, he was playing on the wing for the hometown club um, Genk, and the 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 opposition fullback he he, he was tearing him apart. So on the sidelines, the father of that um, defender was calling him all sorts of derogatory racial um, insults. Till he stopped and broke down in tears. It was a really touching story, and I was like, ah, man. <laughs> you know, you know, at that point, uh, I think it was when we left my story, but the body was doing all the documentary. No. How you were doing that. Yeah. 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 Um, this, and the 
just tell me that I'm going to be in the shop. I want to cause many things that we want to have that conversation like that. So, and then you know that that was a big step for you, huh? So, yeah, it's up to us. That's actually most times is better they they just prove the doubters and those people wrong on the field of play. The best thing is to just be on top of your game whenever and just silence them with your feet. That's just the, the best thing uh, uh, we can do. Well, uh, that's that's going to be it for this particular show. Um, thanks for your time. Uh, any um, parting words on the, the issue we discussed? Just some some words of wisdom. Sorry. Is there any parting like words? Yeah, any parting words of wisdom on this particular uh, issue for black footballers and black footballers out there probably listening to this? Um, I think um, um, this is just something that you can control. Mm-hmm. So, so you can try and avoid them. So, yeah, let's not let yourself up and see them go. You're ever doing that. You do that as long as you're seeing from trouble. So, it means that you're going to be able to get So, whatever you need to do, you're going to be able to get the same thing you can Okay. Uh, thank you very much for your time, Church. Uh, well, uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for. that's it for this episode of uh, the Randler Tales pod. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, and the, the, the message from um, this last pod was a very pertinent message. Say no to racism or any form of discrimination. Let's kick it out of football. I'm Eddie O'Carroll and I'll catch you next time.